We're going to read this morning from Mark chapter 7, verse 31. Jesus has been travelling through Gentile lands, a bit unusually, uh, and then we come to this. Mark chapter 7, verse 31. Again, leaving the region of Tyre, he went by way of Sidon to the Sea of Galilee through the region of the Decapolis. They brought to him a deaf man who had difficulty speaking and begged Jesus to lay his hand on him. So he took him away from the crowd in private. After putting his fingers in the man's ears and spitting, he touched his tongue. Looking up to heaven, he sighed deeply and said to him, Ephatha, that is, be open. Immediately his ears were opened, his tongue was loosed, and he began to speak clearly. He, Jesus, ordered them not to tell, to tell no one, but the more he ordered them, the more they proclaimed it. They were extremely astonished and said, he has done everything well. He even makes the deaf hear and the mute speak. Well, for you who have teenagers, I don't know what your experience is, but one of our great frustrations in our home is people wearing headphones. So Andrea is forever talking to us only to discover that she's talking into thin air because we're all completely oblivious because we have noise-cancelling headphones on uh, and don't even know she's there. Sometimes we'll get my daughter's attention. She's just off in her own world and uh, she'll sort of prize the headphone off and have a listen for five seconds and then decide she's not interested and completely tunes out. Because it's not so amusing if you have a hearing impairment, which may be common to many of you. It is as we grow older. Um, I struggled with frequent ear infections for years, so my ears are always getting blocked. And I really dread going into a, a crowded environment uh, and having to carry out a conversation during the week at this pastor's retreat. We all got you know, 200 of us in a restaurant and I'm constantly doing this to my companions to try and... Uh, it works, by the way, if you're having trouble, um, to try and hear what they're saying. Well, Jesus entered the Gentile regions and if you've been tracking with us, you know, he, he'd have been having four weeks trying to get away for a break, finally goes into Tyre to the north, uh, away from the crowds of Galilee, uh, and has a sabbatical there. Um, And in today's story, he goes back to Galilee, but he sort of goes the long way. So he goes from Tyre up into the region of Sidon, which is even further north, and then tracks around, curves around, and comes back down to the other side of Galilee to the Decapolis, uh, where he previously healed the demon-possessed man, the man who had two, oh, a, a legion of demons in him, if you remember that story. And Mark says that he went throughout the region of Decapolis, which makes it sound like he's ministering in this area. So he's had his break and, and now he's back on deck. But Mark homes in on this one event uh, that he sees as significant, evidently. So the crowd brings a man, they, someone, brings a man to Jesus who can't hear or speak properly. Um, And so perhaps to protect the man's dignity, Jesus takes him aside, away from the crowd. 
And then he performs this rather strange ritual of sticking his fingers in the man's ears and <coughs> spitting. Does anyone want to come and be an illustration of that? <laughs> they didn't teach us that in Bible college, I can assure you. So why does Jesus do this? Well, some commentators suggest it was to signal to the man that something was about to happen, that Jesus is going to perform a miracle or minister to him in some way. Well, uh, obviously the man can't hear Jesus speaking, so touch is a way to communicate. But I'm not so sure that's the reason, because Jesus can drive out demons and heal people just by declaring it's being done from miles away. So, you know, the guy would have figured it out pretty quickly when he started to hear sound again. Jesus seems to be enacting some sort of uh, parable, living parable. And honestly, I'm not 100% sure what's going on here, so I really do encourage you, when I say talk about this in your discipleship group, just talk about it in your discipleship group. If Well, if you don't have questions about it, then fine. But, um, but you know, the Spirit gives you wisdom too. I'm assuming the Spirit gives me wisdom. Anyway, but it's notable uh, that just before visiting the Gentile regions, Jesus had told a parable uh, about what makes us impure, that it's not what we touch or who we touch or what goes into our mouth that makes us ritually unclean, but it's what's in the heart. It's, It's what comes out, our sin, that makes us unclean. And yet here Jesus is putting something in the man's mouth, his spit, which is kind of gross. But, you know, given that Jesus is God, I'd I'd take that. Maybe. (laughs) And in so doing, Jesus frees the man from his condition. Uh, He can immediately hear and speak. I would definitely take that. And, of course, no matter how sternly Jesus tells people, don't tell anyone, they go and tell everyone more and more. Because, after all, he has done everything well. He even makes the deaf hear and the mute speak. And so we can sort of lose the force of that a little bit because we're so used to the stories of Jesus healing and uh, we get the big panorama of Jesus' life and these people are encountering him for the first time, some of them. But here's where this gets interesting and why I think Mark has chosen to include this one particular event in his gospel. Because this is one of those times that he's calling us back to the Old Testament. Now, the word Mark uses for mute here, in my translation, it's it's actually the word that the translators have Uh, put as difficulty speaking. Um, In my translation, they put mute down the bottom, which is a different word, but that difficulty speaking, the first one uh, up in verse 32, it might be mute in your translation. It um, only appears here and one other time in the whole Bible. And that one other time is in the Greek translation of the Old Testament. And so the Greek translation was actually um, translated before Jesus, so the early church, it was uh, for non-Jews, the Greek translation, what we call the Septuagint, was their primary Bible before the New Testament was written. 
And so this word appears one other time there in Isaiah chapter 35, verses 5 and 6, we read, Then the eyes of the blind will be opened, the ears of the deaf unstopped, then the lame will leap like a deer, and the tongue of the mute, there's that word, mute, will sing for joy, for water will gush in the wilderness and streams in the desert. If you want to hear a bit more of that, stay tuned for won't be next week because we're moving into missions month but when we come back to mark in a few weeks and so these signs healing the blind the lame and the deaf and the mute here in isaiah these became part of the expectations that the jews had of the messiah so they believed that this was what messiah was going to do when he came and so mark here is making this link explicit Here is Jesus opening the ears of the deaf and loosing the tongues of the mute. And we have seen him um, open the eyes of the blind before. The Messiah has come and Jesus is doing the things that the people expected the Messiah to do. But of course, it's not just that Jesus is healing people and doing these things. It's what they mean that is really significant. And it's what they mean for us as well. One of the things Jesus is doing, something new, something that the Jews weren't really expecting, was Jesus is now coming to the Gentiles. And we've seen how, not uh, to, oh, in the last week, uh, the Gentile mother's faith, that he's like, well, it's not right to take the children's, Jews' bread, and give it to the little dogs, the puppies, the Gentiles. Um, But here, it's like Jesus is starting to move into this, Gentile phase of of ministry. Although, you know, it's still not the full time yet, but he's including the Gentiles in it. So something new, going to the Gentiles. But is it really new? Well, not so much because this expectation, if you read it, and you don't have to read too deeply, you will find it embedded in the Old Testament expectations of Messiah as well. And so let's read the whole of that passage. It's not very long. Isaiah chapter 35 Verse 1, and this is what it says. The wilderness and the dry land will be glad. The desert will rejoice and blossom like a wildflower. It will blossom abundantly and will also rejoice with joy and singing. The glory of Lebanon will be given to it. Now, incidentally, Tyre and Sidon are in Lebanon. Um, The splendor of Carmel and Sharon, they will see the glory of the Lord, the splendor of our God. Strengthen the weak hands, steady the shaking knees, say to the cowardly, be strong, do not fear. Here is your God. Vengeance is coming with God's coming. God's retribution is coming. He will save you. So that's God's retribution on his enemies, by the way. If you're on God's side, that's good news. Then the eyes of the blind will be opened and the ears of the deaf unstopped. Then the lame will leap like a a deer. And the tongue of the mute will sing for joy, for water will gush in the wilderness and streams in the desert. The parched ground will become a pool and the thirsty land springs. In the haunt of jackals, in their lairs, there will be grass, reeds and papyrus. A road will be there and a way. It will be called the way, the holy way. The unclean will not travel on it, but it will be for the one who walks the path. Fools will not wander on it. There will be no lion there and no vicious beasts will go up on it. They will not be found there, but the redeemed will walk on it. 
and the ransomed of the Lord will return and come to Zion with singing, crowned with unending joy. Joy and gladness will overtake them and sorrow and seeing, uh, sighing will flee away. And we get to be part of that. The Messiah would come and make us clean, drive away uncleanness. You know, in Jesus touching that man's tongue, there were rules around how you became ritually pure and what could make you ritually impure. And touching on something unclean would make you ritually impure. But do you know, they had to be very careful with what they, uh, how they handled the things in the temple because things in the temple could make you ritually clean by touching them as well. Now, which way do you think the purity and impurity is travelling when Jesus touches you? He makes this man clean rather than becoming unclean himself. Isaiah said the Gentiles, the glory of Lebanon would be given to Israel and with Jesus, the Gentiles are starting to receive Israel's Messiah. It's a wonderful fulfilment of God's promises, but what does it mean for you and for me today? Well, the great news is, I think most of us, if not all here, are Gentiles. And so, of course, Israel's Messiah is even for us. We get to be part of the people of God. We get to receive all those blessings we read in Isaiah. But how could the Gentiles know what Jesus was about? Because they had none of the prophetic writings. All those promises in there, they didn't know about them. They were the Jewish scriptures. They didn't have the traditions and the law that shaped Israel's culture and shaped its expectations. They were completely ignorant on the whole. Maybe a few who hung around Jews knew about them, but most would not. They needed God himself to open their eyes to see and their ears to understand the word and their tongues so they could speak the message, even though they're not meant to just yet. That, that was about to change. And friends, so do we. We need our ears opened to hear the word. We need our tongues loosed to speak the message. And fortunately for us, opening ears and loosing tongues is what Jesus does. You know, we live in a culture and that until very recently was heavily shaped by Christianity, not just in Australia, but Europe, um, America. And in many ways, we're living in this country on the coattails of the values and the beliefs and convictions of previous generations. But we're starting to see those coattails start to fray and tear. But the reality is, even in the past, you know, I remember going to scripture in schools. It was sort of what every kid did. Uh, So we, we had these things being taught us, even though I have to admit there were times it was really boring, um, even speaking as a church kid. But the reality is most people just simply didn't get it. They sort of got religion. They had an idea of religion, but they never knew Jesus. Uh, 
They had a form of godliness, as Paul puts it, but denying its power. Probably not even knowing there was power there, to be quite honest. Even many within the church had a form of godliness, but denied its power. And of course, the further we get from from that time, even the knowledge of religion is fading. What do I mean? Well, this was about 20 years ago. I uh, met a young couple. They reached out and they just wanted to get their baby done, christened. And so I went through, uh, met with them, sort of explained what Baptists do and don't do. You know, we don't use water on babies, blah, blah, blah. Uh, In talking to them, it became clear to me that the young man was just trying to keep his wife happy. She was the one who had some sort of background in church somewhere along the line. Uh, He was completely ignorant. Um, Ignorant to the point that I asked him, so what's your idea of God? This guy had no idea. Zip, nil, nada. He drew a complete brand. He couldn't tell me anything. Not man up in the sky, not a powerful being, not fairy god. Nothing. There was nothing there. That was 20 years ago. Now, incidentally, we did a baby blessing for that baby. Um, But that's our world. People don't have, many people, not everyone, of course, but many people don't have any idea. It's not that they don't like God. They don't know what God even means. Except maybe some of the caricatures that we start seeing in the culture wars. And frankly, on both sides, everyone's to blame in this. And who wants that kind of God? Who wants that kind of religion? Who wants that kind of church? I don't want to go there. What we needed then and what we need now is a sovereign work of God to bring about a revelation of Jesus. Because look at this. This man, the crowd brings him to Jesus, but he is helpless. He can't help himself. He can't even ask Jesus for help. I mean, maybe point or or something. He's, he's... But what does Jesus do? Jesus opens his ears. Jesus opens his mouth. And you know, those of us who already know Jesus, sometimes our ears can become blocked, like my ear infections. And we need Jesus to stick his ears and his fingers in there and unblock them. Uh, we need a deeper revelation of him. We need a deeper revelation of his word and a deeper understanding of his word. In this world where knowledge of God is fading, we need Jesus to open our mouths so that we can declare the word freely and fearlessly and boldly and clearly. And, you know, because the thing is, despite the loss of religious belief and religious knowledge and knowledge of the truth, people might have knowledge of religion, but they don't necessarily have knowledge of the truth. There is deep spiritual hunger in our world. So, you know, the number of Christians proportional to the population is, is declining and more and more people will put down none, nothing for religious affiliation or beliefs. That doesn't mean they don't believe in anything. You know, the, the hardcore atheists like to see, see more people are becoming atheists. No, people aren't becoming atheists. They're seeking for spirituality 
in other ways. And they're hungry. And the reality is we live in a world that's in spiritual famine because people can't find the true and living word. It's not that they don't want it. It's that they can't find it. They are helpless like we are helpless. They need their ears opened to receive the message and they need their tongues loose so they can make the good confession of faith that Jesus is Lord. And so here's the question for us, because this is a sovereign work of God in people's lives. But, you know, very often he uses you and me as part of that. Now, we are his hands and feet. And so the question we need to ask ourselves is, has Jesus touched my ears? Has he opened them? Ask him to open them, to clear them out. Maybe he has. Maybe you just need to clear out a bit so that we can hear more clearly, have a deeper revelation of his word and of who he is. You have people in your life, I'm sure, who need to hear, who you desperately want to hear that word. Ask Jesus to open their ears and their eyes. What you're asking for, friends, is a miracle. Because that's what it takes to move a heart. I'm sure for many of you, you're aware it took a miracle for you to believe. Even if you're not aware of that, you sort of grew up and just sort of absorbed faith by osmosis. That was a miracle. Ask Jesus to loose your tongue so you can share the message. And ask him to open their tongue so they can make that confession. And we can do so with confidence because like the crowd says, he has done everything well. And he will do well in your life too. What I'd like us to do might be becoming a bit of a habit, but if you would just, if you want to, if it's comfortable to, just stand for a moment. And we're just going to say quietly, you don't have to do this out loud unless you want to, but where um, you, you, might, you might just have an awareness that you need God to open your ears, that you maybe need a clean. Maybe you're here today and you don't know Jesus. And you're thinking, I don't quite get it. Ask him to open your ears, which of course is a metaphor for opening our understanding of him. But maybe you're here and you have a friend or a family member, someone you love or know who you really wish they would just get it. Maybe you have tried to talk to them about it and they just don't get it. Maybe you just haven't been quite bold enough to share it with them and you're really just looking for that right moment. Would you just now, if if you're in one of those categories, just ask Jesus to open your ears, to loose your tongue, to open the ears of that friend and loose their tongue to make that confession. 